Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today, and today we're joined by Debbie Huntley and uh, Ellie Wright. How are you guys doing today? Doing wonderful. Doing good. Thanks. It's good to have you. Uh, So why don't you both tell us a little bit about where you're from and about how you grew up? All right. I am from Fairfax County, um, which is basically where I grew up. My whole family is from Philadelphia area. Uh, We moved away to Fairfax County, so I grew up there. Um, Then I went to college at um, Randolph-Macon in Ashland and then came back to Harrisonburg to go to JMU to take some further education. I've never left Harrisonburg. We're glad you didn't. Um, I'm Ellie, and I am a local girl. I have lived between Stanton and Harrisonburg, somewhere in that vicinity all of my life. I uh, went to high school at Fort Defiance and then um, hung around for college and went to James Madison, where I graduated from. I have a couple kids, um, and I don't know. I don't know what all to tell you about me. So, yeah, you have a lot to tell. Like, we all have a story, and sometimes we have so much we don't know what to say. So, did you all grow up in the church? Did you grow up going to church? Was that a part of your life? It was attending church. Mm -hmm. Um, It really wasn't a part of the weekday life at all, but we always, grandparents, parents, um, had the tradition of going to church on Sunday. Okay. Um, I grew up in a home where... um, part Catholic, part uh, Methodist, and we always went to the Methodist church and then went to the Catholic church to Mm -hmm. whenever grandma, my grandmother wanted us to come and hang out with her. So um, I have quite a background in different theologies, I guess. Um, Maybe the same as Debbie. Things were always, um, it was very important to be in church somewhere on Sunday mornings, but sometimes in the middle we, uh, didn't always practice everything we were learning. So I've mm-hmm. um, been here at Harrisonburg First Church now for 10 years, mm. which seems impossible. Time flies, but um, love it. Yeah. And so you both um, have similar stories, and the fact that you attended, it was something you did, tradition. Um, when you're sitting here today in church, and you're both very involved in church, so at some point you came to faith in Christ and began to walk out like you are here more than just on Sunday, so it's not tradition. Um, Tell us a little bit about what did that look like for you for it to go from tradition to where you are now? It started when I was a member of another church here in town, and I started going to Bible Study Fellowship Mm. um, and really started to learn and understand God's Word. And um, there was also an evening Bible study at that church, a two-year program that Mm -hmm. you went through the whole Bible. And I just, that hunger to know God through His Word just started growing. But I knew where I was attending, um, there was something missing. So God led me here to the Nazarene Mm -hmm. Church, and I knew the minute I walked in, I just felt the Spirit here, um, the joy. and this is where I needed to be, and this is where I really grew in my faith. And it was really when I was in um, 
Israel with Pastor Carrie mm. um, in the Shepherd's Cave in mm. Bethlehem uh, that I, yeah. I really fully surrendered my life to mm. Jesus. Well, thanks for sharing. There's always that place that we, you know, growing up that way and then finding and looking back and realizing, oh, this did happen. Um, what about you? I, um, during college, I went to church all as, as a younger girl and through high school and then during college just got too busy. It wasn't very important, and I, uh, I stepped away from church and not intentionally, just just didn't have time. So um, right after college, I got married, and I have attended several different denominations of church, loved them all, and when my children were born, um, the Lord really started to tap on my heart and say, how do you want these kids to grow up? What do you want them to know? And um, so when my oldest son was, um, we were in a Methodist church, and he was baptized as an infant. The Lord really, um, on that day, grabbed a hold of my heart, and um, that was when I surrendered to him and really started walking with him. And the church that I was in, um, we had a, a church that was right near that we did a lot of stuff with. I started doing a lot of stuff with the kids, and then as my children grew um, with the youth, and they were actually maybe early middle school when I started doing youth mission trips with mm-hmm. this church and just really loved being on these local mission trips. I, I never was called to go out. I just wanted to um, do something for somebody that was within a driving distance. Mm-hmm. So I um, started doing a lot of that and um, celebrate recovery and just the Lord has really used a lot of different activities in the church to keep me accountable and uh, keep me walking towards him instead of walking away like I did when I was in college. Well, uh, you both mentioned, you know, about getting involved in church and just different areas. you talked about going to the Holy Land and really Mm -hmm. the Lord speaking to you there, and I can relate to that because I've been to the Holy Land once, and that's an unreal, life-changing experience. And Mm -hmm. Ellie, you were talking about going on mission trips with this church and so uh, one of the things that uh, we want to talk about is a trip uh, that the two of you are leading to, I believe it's called the Christian Appalachian Project uh, in Kentucky. So uh, whatever information you guys would like to share about that, about the trip, and uh, you know, any other experience that you have going on mission trips and what really gave you a heart for missions. Well, the dates are May 31st um, through or up to Friday, June 5th, um, and the only real mission trip I've been on is to Argentina with um, the Harrisonburg Church, and that was a wonderful experience, and I had no experience in what we were doing, which was laying block, <laughs> um, but um, they very patiently taught a lot of us women how to lay block, and I, I really wasn't, um, since then, I haven't really been called away to a long distance mission um, and in my season of life I'm caring for my dad I've got my granddaughter I'm caring for and um, I just didn't think this was my season to go anywhere I was to be here at home um, ministering to my family right now but God just all of a sudden and, and surprised me by laying it on my heart that he wanted me to go to Appalachia and go on this mission trip um, so I prayed about it and um, and I was obedient, and that's why I'm here. Um, 
and I have no experience still, really, um, but I'm just trusting that God will use us however he chooses to. Well, thanks for your obedience. I know that you've had your plate full um, just with, you were very involved in ministry and then, you know, uh, things when family, things come along and we have aging parents and that changes a lot um, for us. And just that you were obedient and willing um, to hear that call and say yes to this trip, I'm sure that God has great things in store. I'm excited. We'll have to get you back in here and hear what happened um, after the trip. How about you, Ellie? I um, am excited to go on this trip because those first mission trips that I went on were to Appalachia, and the Lord just really, I went thinking that I was going to help. <laughs> and that seems to be a theme in my life where I think I'm going to help, and God says, okay, go ahead. <laughs> And he brings to light things within me, and he puts people across your path that are just special. And for me, Appalachia is kind of that place. It's a, it's really not a whole lot different um, as far as the landscape from where we are here in this beautiful Shenandoah Valley. Um, maybe a little more mountainous, but and a little more remote in some places than what we're used to around here, but. Um, I went and didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was just obedient. Lord said, go, and I said, okay. And at the time, I was taking youth, and I knew what a hammer was, but I couldn't tell you a whole lot of different um, types of wrenches or that there were 10 million different kinds of screws. (laughs) Um, And there's just, since then, I, um, just this week, in a personal project that I'm working on, um, was able to frame a closet and I'm getting ready to drywall it and um, I've absolutely learned my limitations. I don't want to work with plumbing and I don't want to work with electrical, but I know that God is going to provide somebody there um, to take care of that. We go on this trip the 31st and we don't know our project yet, but Mm. um, I just know that each time that I've gone, the Lord has met me there. Um, He's met everyone that I was with there and we all came home. really with a new perspective on how other people live Mm -hmm. and how sometimes you just need a hand up. You need that extra little help to get something done that, you know, you either didn't have the money for, you didn't have the time for. And in the meantime, you get to um, hang out with some people who are on this trip with you that know and love the Lord. And you meet people along the way that know and love the Lord. And you get a chance to meet people who aren't just aren't real sure about the Lord and you can share and they can see um, through your hands and Mm -hmm. your feet and the work that you're doing that he is real. That is pretty awesome. Do you, I'll just, since you've been to um, Appalachia, have you, can you remember back to a specific person that really impacted you? Maybe somebody you were going to help and they helped you maybe. (laughs) Oh, there were several actually. Um, You know, I, Sometimes we don't think about how blessed we are and how important it is to get up each morning. And if you want to eat breakfast, you eat breakfast. And if you don't, you don't. Um, That's not always the case for everybody else that's out there. Even here locally, probably, that's not the case. But um, there was a little boy. um, One of my memories was this little boy. And every day we would go to his house. And um, about the third day, he was sitting with me eating lunch. And we would pack our lunch and take it with us. And... um, 
he didn't have any shoes, and I learned then that week that he didn't have any shoes. He would go to school um, without shoes on, and sometimes without a shirt because he only had a couple, and they might not be clean, and he'd rather be clean than um, go to school like that. And so he said to me, he said, what are you going to do with that extra sandwich? And I just looked at him, and I realized at that point that he was hungry enough that he had a little pot belly. Mm. And this was in Appalachia, and that was um, it was a real mm. eye opener for me that 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 is here. It's within mm. the borders of the United States, mm. not in a third world country. Um, and so every day after that, I brought an extra sandwich, <laughs> so he would have one mm. for lunch and one for supper, and I ate my breakfast and my dinner at the center where we were. And he was, he was my buddy. He stuck with me for the rest of the week. (laughs) It was awesome. He would jump in and he was just as excited at that young age to learn what we were doing. And because of the nature of the trip, which will be the nature of this trip, if homeowners and people that are around want to jump in and help us, they're going to have people there to train us to do the things that we need to do specific to that trip. And so, you know, we might be working right along with the homeowners Mm -hmm. as well as all the people in our group. So. That's, that's one of the most memorable. Another one was um, we worked on a house for um, a grandmother who had twin granddaughters that she was raising. There were other people living in a trailer. And um, that grandma, at the end of that week, stopped me and prayed for me. Mm-hmm. And um, again, here I am thinking I'm there for her. And, and what she said to me was, I just want you to know when you go, I'll continue to pray for you. Mm. And so as much as I went on a mission trip there, when I left, I was part of her mission trip. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty. It's just pretty amazing how um, with eyes wide open, God can show you all the little details mm-hmm. of the things he's got his hand in. So We don't go on a mission trip to take God. He's already there, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've learned that too recently that God is good like that. He shows us even when we, I tell people that, and then, you know, he reminds me of it through other people there. Debbie, do you have, um, as you think back to Argentina, is there something that impacted you? Probably we were working in um, the um, the Nazarene um, mission compound there, mm-hmm. the um, missionaries there, so we were helping build houses for them during the day but then we would go out in the countryside and uh, worship with the different Mm. little tiny little box churches Um, and their passion and zeal for the Lord and just praising him and their joy um, and sharing whatever they had with us Um, every evening we would go out and worship in a different area um, or have devotions together just as a group at the compound um, but that's what I think struck me, especially um, with the Hispanic culture, their passion and enthusiasm and joy and their worship um, is um, on a different level, I think, sometimes than ours, and it's such a joy to be in the midst mm-hmm. of that. They certainly know how to worship. It's amazing to go into another country and just be immersed in the midst of that and watch um, and be able to join in. And for people that have, like I said, nothing, They're, the churches are just little box huts. Um, the Lord is what they have, right? Exactly. And, and they know rich. it, and they, they, they appreciate it, and they're so grateful. Um, so, yeah, that that's probably what I, I remember the most. Mm-hmm. They're, sometimes the things that we have 
are more of a burden to us than we realize, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And uh, as you both were talking, two of the things that stuck out to me, Ellie, as you were talking, I was thinking about, we go on these mission trips thinking we're going to help. And we think, you know, work as far as a house or whatever the project is. But really, you know, we don't want to miss the people that are around us, make sure that we're ministering to them. And in turn, they probably minister to us also. And we can learn a lot from those situations. Mm. And Debbie, as you were talking, and just perspective it gives us perspective i think going on these type of trips whether it's in the u.s or out of the u.s we know Mm -hmm. that it just makes us thankful for what we have Mm -hmm. seeing you know people that have stuff that we take for granted or people that don't have as much as we are and still are grateful and love lord and praise him and i know i've been on a few mission trips too and it really does open your eyes and you know lord thank you for the things, the everyday things that we take for granted. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And uh, just uh, anything else, any, uh, you know, with the trip coming up or past trips that you guys have been on that you would like to share? I would just say if God's tugging at your heart, even if you think you're not in a place in your life at the moment that um, would enable you to go on a mission trip, um, just be open to um him uh, working in your heart and in your mind and and is leading you and just be obedient and not worry about the details he'll work all that out so if someone is having a nudge right now and they say man that sounds like something scares me a little bit but I think I'm going to do that what are some things like first thing is well what would I take like what would I need to have um, if I went on a mission trip, do I have what I need? Do I have to have a set of skills? Y'all spoke to that a little bit, but maybe just, Ellie, you're, you've been there. Really, you just have to have a willing heart. And, you know, you're going to pack the things for you that you'd pack maybe to go camping. Um, there are um, bunk beds where we're going, and we'll, they have provision for us to stay and be comfortable while we're there. Um, they'll feed us while we're there, and... Um, as far as things to take to the job site, they're going to provide it all. That you know, if we need a tool, they're going to make sure we've got it. Mm-hmm. So really, you don't have to um, have anything um, to take with you to do whatever project we end up doing. Mm-hmm. So, as far as the skill level, the very first mission trip I went on, really, I had nothing but willingness and an open heart. Um, I was not very good with the hammer. I thought. Power tools were really cool, but I um, couldn't do anything with them. And all of those things I learned um, in motion while we were on the trip. So you don't have to have anything other than a nudge and a call and the willingness to say, yes, I will go, Lord, and I will serve wherever you have me serve. Um, it's amazing how you're touched. So I, I can't, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about Grayson and what he said about just going. We, you know, on one of the mission trips that I went on, at the end of the day, um, when we were finished working, um, we would sit on the front porch mm. and we would visit, and there would be just neighbors that came over, and, you know, a community was a community, and they just welcomed you into that like it was nothing. So come on and go. Don't yeah. be bashful. Don't think you can't do it. Um, you can. You yeah. can definitely do it. Yeah, that's good. Well, Allie, uh, you were mentioning about just go. Like, if you're having any hesitations, well, 
uh, at our church, Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene, our lead pastor, Pastor Adrian, that has kind of been his word for the year and kind of the word that he's been telling the church, saying that this is the mission of our church that he felt like God has given him for our year. And that's uh, the reason we're doing this trip and some other trips through the church. So when you heard him uh, first preach that word, and you also, Debbie, uh, what did you guys think when you first heard uh, Pastor Adrian mention the word go and say this is the word for the year for our church? I was excited. I was energized um, for this new vision for our church and this new calling. And it can mean go in your community, go in your neighborhood, or go even further. Um, But for the church to get out of the building and to go and to be Jesus, um, to to be his light, to be his presence, to be his... um, um, his hands and his feet, and that he invites us to partner with him. It's also a little unnerving because you're not sure what that's going to look like, what is going to be asked of you by the Lord. Um, but it just, you dig down into a deeper trust, and then you just um, are willing and say, yes, Lord, whatever you want, Lord. So I'm, I'm excited, and, and I'm just going to trust him to map it out. And it's not that you're going to know necessarily it's going to be step-by-step faith um, as he takes you out. Uh, and it's not just for these mission trips. It's every day going out and being Jesus to anyone that he chooses to bring into contact with you, that you have a relationship with. It's a whole new perspective of who we are as the church. And for that, I'm really excited. Yeah, it is exciting that we're really talking a lot about it. We've talked for in the church for several, well, since I've really been here about doing foreign missions, but my heart has always been for local missions and local people. And um, I think back to that first time where, you know, in my younger life where I was called to go and I was terrified. I am from here. I didn't travel a lot when I was in high school. Um, You know, my dad's a businessman and he worked a lot and we worked right along with him. So Um, life was just a little different. So for me to hear that word go originally, it was scary. Um, And after I did it, I realized how transformative just those trips were. And so I hit a season of life where I really haven't gone far away from here, even, you know, five, six hours to do any trips. I I love uh, my neighbors. I love a lot of people that are around. And I've had some opportunity to use the skills I learned on those mission trips but nothing um, official, nothing that really is that I'm being deliberate, that I'm taking the time off, that I'm um, setting aside a very specific time when the Lord has said, hey, I want you to do this. And so when we started talking about these mission trips, um, Margaret and I, I think really actually started talking mm-hmm. about it maybe over, a little over a year ago. Um, and it takes a while. When you start talking about it sometimes, it takes a while because you're, you're in the season where God says, okay, wait, just mm-hmm. wait, just wait. I'm, I'm working it all out. you got to wait on the plans. And then um, from the pulpit, you hear um, your very sweet pastor say, it's time to go. My word mm-hmm. for the year is go. And you just have this excitement that you're like, whew, finally, <laughs> we're going to get to go. So, um, and I, I just knew as we started talking about it and he started talking about it, for me, there was no question there's going to be a go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, 
getting the opportunity to go back to Appalachia was a, a big deal. So at the stage of life I'm in, for me, it, it's that um, I was terrified. I was a baby. Um, I've been blessed with a lot of different experiences, and God has helped me grow um, in Him. And I still have a long ways to go, but um, I feel like, okay, maybe I'm in my teenage years now as far <laughs> as my Christian faith goes. And when I hear him with this mission statement that says, transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ, that's what these trips are. Mm -hmm. um, when he says go, you know, a couple sermons ago, he started talking about um, the different things that a church can be when it goes. And he said, it's a call to rescue, a call to redemption, the call to reconciliation. There are things that we want to do, but that's not what it's all about. It's that we want to be a church that isn't just here at the church where other places we're trying to go out into different things um, we want to be Christ's representatives in the world not our mm -hmm. own representatives and it's not work it's not a job it's not something that's getting us through the day it's something that we've been specifically called to um, to head out and do what God is asking us mm -hmm. to do and I just for me in this stage as scared as I remember being on my very first trip um, to know now that I'm at this stage where there's just pure excitement. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what skills I'm going to be asked to use. I don't know if I even have the skills to do what we're going to be asked to do, but there's an excitement to know that God is going to work mm -hmm. out the details, and I don't have to stress about it. Mm -hmm. I just have to go. So uh, for me, it's a whole... Um, it's fun to be in this part of the process and just sit back and watch, really take a few notes on how I think it might go. And then I'm excited to talk mm -hmm. about it afterwards too, to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never even imagined it could work out that mm -hmm. way. So I, I think it's going to be a great trip and I'm really, I'm just excited to go where God would have me go and experience what it is that he has waiting there for me. Not what I'm going to do for someone else, but he, what he has waiting for yeah. me to do. So it's, he's just an awesome God. Mm -hmm. He is an awesome God for sure. Well, I know that if you're heading, if you've never been on a trip, it's always nice to go with someone who's already been there. Mm -hmm. So I think that brings a little bit of peace um, when the team knows that, hey, Ellie's been there and um, she can kind of show us the ropes and that's a big plus um, to have you going on the trip. I'm getting excited just listening to you all. I'm excited to see who all is going to jump on board with yeah. us. Well, uh, just in closing, the best way to reach out to either one of you, um, if there's somebody listening that would be interested in going, and then anything else uh, that you haven't shared already um, that you think is important to share. The website for the church um, is abeaconofhope.org. Um, that is a great place to get in touch with us. There is information on our trip and other trips um, that you may be interested in. You can actually go and register there and Debbie or I will get the information and we'll get in touch with you. If a computer is just not your thing and um, you're interested in still talking to somebody, if you call here at the church, um, and leave a message, they will get your name and number to Debbie and I, and we'll reach out to you um, through phone or text um, in another way that you're comfortable having us get in touch with you. 
Yeah, and on Sunday mornings as a part of the church here, we have the Connection Center where folks can come and ask questions as well. So if you have any questions about this trip or interested in maybe some of the other service projects we're doing, uh, whether, you know, here in Harrisonburg or abroad uh, or even Christian Appalachia in Kentucky, um, you can just email us, info at beaconofhope.org, and uh, that'll be directed uh, to the correct place, um, and they'll get back to you. Um, Ellie and uh, Debbie, thank you for joining us today and sharing uh, just your guys' story and uh, uh, really enjoyed hearing the experiences you guys have had in missions and uh, this upcoming trip. We'll look forward to having you back on Front Porch Talks and hearing more about your story to uh, the Christian Appalachian Project. We do want the people to know who are listening that might be interested and feel that tug on their heart that the deadline to sign up for the trip is April 1st. Thank you, Debbie, and uh, thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray uh, that as Ellie Wright and Debbie Huntley shared uh, their experiences uh, in missions specifically, that that has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.